0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 153, Equal Airtime. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to listen. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. Hey everyone, I'm at a volleyball tournament right now so I'm coming to you live from the hotel room. Actually, I'm not playing volleyball, obviously. I'm here with Lily, who's downstairs eating pizza with her team. So I decided to talk to you about equal airtime, which is something I saw ironically, while Grady was playing golf. So the other day he had golf practice and it was a 90 minute golf practice, which is a little bit longer than usual. So first they were doing driving and then they went over and they practiced putting and chipping. And while they were over practicing the putting and chipping, he was kind of far away, so I couldn't really see him. And I don't really want to be like the helicopter mom, like staring him down, I just kind of let him do his own thing. And so I was sitting there, I should have brought my club so I could practice my driving, but that day I decided, you know what, I'm just gonna sit and watch. So I was watching all of the men and women at the driving range, because this is like a practice golf course. So it's a pretty cool golf course because it's just meant for training. So there was a lot of coaches and their players, and there was a lot of singletons just out there practicing, which I should have been doing. And there was this one man, He bought a hundred golf balls and he had a big old bucket of them and he's hitting them and I am like, whoa, he's good. And after every single time he hit, he dropped his shoulders, cursed at himself, under his breath, kicked the grass, would get the next ball. And I was like, oh, I thought that was good. And I'm pretty new at golf, so I don't really know a good shot from a bad shot. But these looked for me. They were like, whoa. They were Line drives, they were high, they were far, they were straight. I'm like, what is he looking for? Well, okay, apparently I must've missed the cue because that isn't a good hit. So let's watch him again. So I kept watching him and watching him. I watched him hit a hundred golf balls because it doesn't take that long to hit that many. And Grady's lesson was 90 minutes. And all of the hundred golf balls, a hundred out of a hundred, he was mad at himself. He didn't have a coach. He was by himself And I wasn't judging him from a place of, oh my goodness, look at this guy. But I was thinking, oh my goodness, that's how most people, and that's how I live my life for so long and still have to make sure that I don't live my life, that I'm hitting a hundred golf balls and complaining and upset and disappointed where they went, the speed in which they traveled, the distance, the location, all of the above he wasn't having any fun. And so many of us, and me included, do this in our everyday. We, 100% of the time, are hard on ourselves. We beat ourselves up, we say bad things to ourselves underneath our breath, in our head, why'd you do that, you're so dumb. It's all an umbrella for you're not good enough. So then when the golf balls aren't going the same way that we want them to go, we kind of use our kids, like why isn't our kid doing what we want them to do? Why aren't they following my manual? Why aren't they following my agenda? And that's where the yelling comes from. It has nothing to do with the golf ball. It has to do with that we think that they are our little minions and our little proteges and our little golf balls that are going to make us feel like a good golfer. And I will promise on a stack of Bibles, I could swap out your kids for the most angelic kids, because your kids are already angelic. But let's just say I swapped them for the day. you would still find problems and issues and triggers if you knew that they came from you because you think that they are a reflection of you. So in that reflection is where the frustration and the anger and aggression come from. This is really good news because it's not about the golf ball. It's about the way in which we're talking to ourselves. And once we clean this up, you will see you will clean up the way you talk to yourself and then also the way that you talk to your kids. They go hand in hand. He wasn't enjoying the golf game even though the hits were amazing. But just think about it, out of 100 golf balls, are you telling me that all 100 of those were bad? No, in his mind, he thought that they were bad. So that's where the aggression and the frustration and the kicking of the, he wasn't outlandish about it. He wasn't, I could just sense the disappointment because the shoulders dropped in his body language. I didn't hear, he was so far away from me. I wasn't a stalker, I promise. But he was so far away from me and I just saw his body language and I was so sad for him because he wasn't enjoying the game and he was really good. And I'm like, dude, you're so good at golf, but you can't see it. I wanted to shake him by the shoulders and be like, do you know how much I would kill to hit a golf ball like that? On my best day, I don't even hit it half that length or that speed or that accuracy. Okay, maybe it curved a little bit, but can you give yourself some grace, dude? That's what I wanted. I wanted to shake him by the shoulders. But usually what we see in other people is what we see in ourselves. And I was like, huh, this is what I did in parenting for so long. I felt like I was such a good teacher and counselor, but I was a horrible mom, I felt like, because the way in which I was talking to myself was so horrendous as a mom, but I wasn't talking to myself like that as a teacher or as a counselor. So this is really good news because it has nothing to do with the golf balls, has nothing to do with your spouse. It has nothing to do with your kids or your mother-in-law or your greedy, greedy grandpappy, has nothing to do with any of them. You get to get all of your power back by thinking about your thinking and how you're talking to yourself. So I learned something from Brooke that really has helped me because it's hard to go from hitting a hundred golf balls and hating all of the golf balls and where they went. It's hard to make the leap from, I'm a horrible golfer, I'm never gonna hit it right, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, a hundred times out of a hundred, to, you know what, I'm an amazing golfer. I'm gonna play for the masters, I'm really good. I'm a really good golfer all of the time for all of a hundred. So Brooke taught me something called equal airtime. You can still beat yourself up, that's okay to do, You just have to be on to yourself and watch yourself and be like, huh, that's so fascinating the way I'm so hard on myself in X, Y, Z area. It might be in your cooking. It might be in what your kids are eating. It might be in what you're eating. It might be on how much you're exercising or not exercising. It might be on your house cleanliness. It might be on the way in which you engage with your kids, the way in which you engage with your spouse or your ex-spouse or your mother-in-law. It's different for all people, but the plug and play is really powerful on our podcast because you realize that they're just characters in a play and you're the main character in that play. And so the way in which you engage with those people is a reflection more of how you engage with yourself than it is the way they're engaging with you. Because we always blame the other person. Well, if my kids would just behave at Chuck E. Cheese, then I wouldn't have to act like a crazy lady on the way home. That's what I did for five years. So I'm totally onto myself. Now, this doesn't also mean that we use our kids' behavior as a way to beat ourselves up. Like they misbehaved at Chuck E. Cheese, so that means I'm a bad mom, and here's evidence. What your kids do or don't do has nothing to do with you. What I always tell parents is check your side of the street. If you're doing X, Y, Z behavior that you don't like, then change it within yourself, and you will see a dramatic shift within your kids. If it's something that you're not doing, then you can detach it, meaning anything about them catching it from you, so to speak. It's like they have a cold and you don't have a cold. So they didn't catch the cold from you. They probably caught it at school. But if you have a cold and then they catch the cold, it probably came from you. I don't mean the cold literally, but that's the good reflection of like, this is part of their soul's journey or this is something that I need to clean up on my side of the street and give yourself equal airtime. Meaning, if you're going to hit 100 golf balls, you can still beat yourself up, kick the ground, throw the clubs, curse at yourself, mutter under your breath. You can do all of that still. I don't want to take that away from you because once you try to do the all or nothing, you will get mad at yourself for being mad at yourself. And that's a lose-lose. A lot of times we use this work against ourselves because we start to become conscious. And then that awareness is like, oh my goodness. It's like, have you seen the FedEx truck? Someone told me the other day, the other week, the other month, Lily always says my timing is always off. when I'm like, the other day, she's like, mom, that was three years ago. Anyway, the other day, probably a month ago, there was a FedEx truck and someone told me that there's an arrow in the FedEx truck, which I've talked about before. And that arrow means that we're on our way to see you and deliver your packages. That blew my mind, because I have looked at that FedEx truck 750,000 times and never seen that arrow. Now, every single time I see the FedEx truck, I see the arrow. So that's the same thing with becoming conscious, is once you see it, you can't unsee it. So what happens is when we're really hard on ourselves and we beat ourselves up, and 100 golf balls out of 100 golf balls are bad, what happens is we start to become aware of all this. Then we use this work as evidence against ourselves of what a jerk to ourselves we really are. And so what I'm encouraging you to do is be aware of it and be like, huh, I'm kind of a jerk to myself. Let me clean that up a little bit. But Kelly says I don't have to get rid of it altogether because then what happens is when you are being a jerk to yourself and talking to yourself, like you would never talk to another human being or a sister or your daughter or your son or your spouse or your greedy, greedy grandpappy or someone that you really care about and love, once you start realizing that, sometimes we'll use that as evidence of like, yep, I'm not good enough and now I'm trying to do this work and I'm still not good enough because I can't even talk to myself nicely. So what Brooke has helped me with is giving equal airtime where you don't have to love all 100 golf balls. You don't have to love everything about what you do or don't do and always be kind to yourself and treat yourself so nicely and always be the best friend. That's a goal and that's utopia, but most people aren't gonna get to that spot because of past pain, past hurt, past trials, past tribulations. So I don't want you to make that as your goal, but you give equal airtime, if you're gonna hit 100 golf balls, at least can we start with liking 25 of those golf balls? You don't have to love all of 100, but let's just start with 25. Then we'll go to like 35 balls. The goal is to get to equal airtime where you like 50, and then 50, you can kick the grass. I want to allow that for you because once you allow equal airtime for the way in which you're talking to yourself, because once you realize how nasty you've been to yourself, which is what the brain does because the brain's trying to protect you from taking risks, putting yourself out there, avoiding being hurt again, Avoiding vulnerability, that's the brain's job. It's always there to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and be efficient. It's there to protect you. So it's always doing its job and it's never gonna stop doing it. But once you're onto yourself, you can give equal airtime to both sides of the coin. So liking 50 golf balls and then being able to kick the grass on the other 50. What happens when you give yourself equal airtime to this mindset, so to speak, it doesn't put so much pressure on yourself to get it right all of the time. And then this is where the magic comes in. Once you start giving equal airtime to both sides of the coin, that you're not a total jerk, that you're not a total loser, that you're not a total misfit, that you might be good enough in certain areas and you start being kinder to yourself, you start being kinder to your kids, your spouse, your puppies, because you have nothing to prove to them. You have nothing to gain from them. You have nothing to garner from them. And then in the way in which you interact with them doesn't wipe the slate clean so much because they're seeing in you the 50-50. They're giving equal airtime. So they're gonna give feedback that isn't always gonna be stellar. And then they're gonna get feedback that is stellar. So you're able to accept both sides of it because you can live in the 50-50. You can live in the equal airtime. Because once you start talking to yourself nicer and giving equal airtime to the 50 golf balls that you hit really well, you'll start to be like, oh my goodness, I hit 60 golf balls really well. I might've hit 63. We are our own worst enemy. We are our own worst bully. Every t-shirt at Old Navy is like, be kind, share kindness, kindness matters. And that is so important. Yes, give it, give it, give it, give it, give it but we have to make sure that we're giving it to ourselves as well. And that is the biggest misconception about kindness. Yes, we have to give it, and that's so true. And we have to give it to ourselves first so we can give it to other people. A lot of times we're giving kindness out so then they can reflect back to us that we're a good enough human. But when we don't need that coming from outside of us, then we're living our life from the in to the out versus the out to the in. I talk about it all the time because it was the most transformative thing that happened to me when I was teaching because when I first became a teacher, I was like, stop calling out, get to work, stop poking at each other, stop, 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 stop. I was such a nag. And I remember Mark Liken, if you're out there, you were six years old in 1996-ish. Oh my goodness, the math on that. So Mark Liken, if you're out there, you said underneath your breath, it seems like she's always mad at us. And that for me was so transformative. It was like a lightning bolt came into my classroom, even though I didn't have windows. And it changed the trajectory of how I interacted with students because I realized I wasn't giving equal airtime to all the amazing things that they were doing in the classroom. All the amazing accomplishments and all the kindness that I was seeing. And someone would drop their pencil box and then someone else would help pick it up. We take that for granted because that's like what they should be doing. But then when they don't do the manual, we freak out. And what do kids do? They do what they get attention for. So give them the attention for what they're doing right versus what they're doing wrong. Because whatever you focus on is what they're gonna do more of. So if we're focusing on all the wrong things that they're doing, then they're gonna do more of that. But if we're focusing on all the things that they're doing right, they're gonna do more of that. So when you give yourself equal airtime to how amazing you are, and you can still focus on your flaws. Remember, we're all flawed and we're all awesome. We're all flossom. Once you start focusing more on the awesome parts, inside of your head, it's all internal. It's not like you're gonna do a Facebook post and be like, listen to all the reasons why I'm amazing, everybody. It's the whispers to yourself, those 60,000 thoughts. You're not gonna get all 60,000 to be above board and be like, yes, I'm amazing. I'm a gift to the universe. We can spend some time there, but it's more about, what you're saying to yourself, the inner battle, the inner chatter. And that, once you clean that up and give equal airtime to both sides of the coin, you will see, you'll see that in your kids as well. And then you can talk to your kids, especially when they get older, about this inner bully and talk to him or her about like, this is normal. This is part of the human experience. This is the brain's trying to seek pleasure, avoid pain and be efficient. It's trying to protect you. It's like Maggie, when the vacuum comes out. she's trying to protect us. She's doing her job in her mind. We see you, Maggie, it's duly noted, no thank you. We're gonna give equal air time to clean vacuum lines, okay, and clean floors. But if we come across to our kids that everything has to be positive and kind and loving all the time, it's kind of like me coming on here and saying, all right, everybody, We're gonna live a life where we're gonna be on top of our laundry every single day. Our house is gonna be so organized. We're always gonna be kind and loving to our spouse. We're gonna cook three square meals a day. Our house is gonna be spotless. We're gonna make sure we do uh, fruit and vegetable at every single meal. We're gonna make sure that the kids are drinking enough water and you're drinking enough water. You're also making sure that you're exercising every day. You're also making sure that you're meditating, you're doing yoga. You're cooking baked meals for friends in need. If someone has a baby, you have to bring over spaghetti that day that they come home with the baby. You have to make sure that your kids are praying every day. They're reading their Bible. They're doing their homework. They're getting straight A's. They're the all-star on all the teams. They get first chair in the band. And this is how I'm living my life. And this is how my kids are. You would be so grossed out and be like, this girl is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And I would hope that you would think I was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Because that's essentially what we do to our kids is that we don't talk to them about tricky emotions how to feel them, it's part of the human experience. You're not gonna be happy all the time. You're not gonna get straight A's all the time. You're not gonna have positive thoughts all the time. You're not gonna be nice to your brother all the time. You're not gonna be nice to your sister all the time. You're not gonna be nice to me all the time. And that's okay because the same expectation is for me that I can't be nice all the time. I can't be a utopia mother. So let's just be humans together and fall in love with the flaws and the awesomeness of it all. And then we're not so afraid of it and trying to put on this filter of being something, being perfect, being the perfect look. Because what happens in that is that then they start hiding or they start showing their best foot, but they're not sharing all of them. They're not letting their hair down with you. So when you share the 50-50 and you share the equal airtime and you share that we're all flawed and awesome, And it all needs to be imperfect and it all needs to be B minus. And sometimes it's going to be D minus. And that's okay because my side of the street is also going to be like that. It takes the pressure off the whole family system. And then in that family system is where you find the harmony because no one is trying to put on an act. They're all being who they are and who they're meant to be and who God meant them to be and who their soul's contract meant them to be. And in that imperfection and in that mess and in that flawed and awesome is where you have connection. And when you have connection, that's when you have peace and harmony in the home. I love you guys and I'll talk to you next week, bye-bye. Hey mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting boot camp, where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.